0: Hello everybody and welcome to season 2 episode 10 of the Hockey Against Podcast. I'm Lyle. I'm Julian. And uh, let's get straight into recapping the Stanley Cup, uh, looking at what players are exposed in the Seattle expansion draft and the latest trades. So let's get into it. We're the Hello everyone and welcome to the last episode of season 2. It's been a uh, a shorter um a shorter run this uh the season, but it's also been a shorter run in the NHL season, so I think that might make up for it. But if we do have a normal um season this coming year, expect us to be doing another 20 episode season, hopefully. Um but anyways, let's get started with the recap of the Stanley Cup finals games, starting with game 1 was a very big blowout for the tampa bay lightning um against the montreal Canadiens, our two competitors in the finals i was really happy that montreal made it because they're my second favorite nhl team at the moment but uh yeah tampa kind of crushed them in game one
1: yeah and um the uh i think the last goal of the game was scored with less than two minutes left and that made it five on tampa it might not be very important to the game but I feel like it was important to the series because that was a power play goal and that kind of opened up the stellar penalty kill of the Canadians.
0: Yeah. For Game 2, it was another win for Tampa Bay against Montreal. This time it was less of a deficit, but it was still 3-1. to one. Montreal didn't give up last two goals, but still, 3-1 yeah. to one loss is going to be devastating in a Game 2 of the Stanley Cup Finals that you haven't been in in, what, 20, 30 years?
1: Yeah, and um, that was, uh, I feel like, yeah, I think that was the game that uh, Montreal actually outplayed Tampa Bay, but...
0: Probably outshot them. Yeah. Montreal outshot them for a lot of the series. But, um, I don't know. Tampa Bay is just pulling. Game three, again, the Tampa Bay Lightning, this time with a three goal de- deficit, winning six to three. Montreal started putting up some points, but Tampa Bay shut them down yet again. Yeah. Next up, game four. Montreal pulled through with a one goal, or not one goal victory, but one goal, um, one goal lead against tampa bay in a three to two game montreal takes game four and in the last game of the series tampa bay takes it all in a one nothing game to crown them as the stanley cup champions for two years in a row
1: yeah that's just um crazy i feel like um I feel like, uh, I don't know how to feel about that whole cap thing, if it's cheating or just yeah. excellent maneuvering by uh, Julian Bracewell. Yeah, I
0: think it's the managing the GM is like, he really, he's proving points with it. Yeah. That, um I, I think the NHL is buying, you know? Yeah. And uh, they clearly have been buying.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Should sell. I mean, they don't want to <laughs> get sued. Anyways, uh, let's move on to the best plays of the Stanley Cup Finals.
1: So, at number three, I have Josh Anderson's OT winner. Uh, that was a uh, pretty exciting goal. I mean, it didn't do much in the series, as that made it 3-1 to one Tampa Bay, and then they later on won it in game five. But um, that was, pr- uh, I think, that uh, the la- a last good moment for the Montreal Canadian fans um, at Bell Center. Uh, an OT winner by Josh Anderson, who actually had a goal earlier in that game. And then at number two, I put Ross Colton's game-winning goal in the f- in uh, Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Finals. I mean, it wasn't uh, the prettiest goal. It was pretty pretty. <laughs> it was, it was um, double pretty. Pretty pretty. <laughs> yeah. But um, it wasn't the most spectacular goal, but it was the most important goal in the series. Game-winning goal at home, amazing play.
0: It's like even if you get, you know, garbage goal, just, you know, scrum in front of the net, a goal is a goal at that point in the game. Yeah. At that point in the series.
1: Yeah, and at number one, I have Blake Coleman's amazing diving goal uh, to beat Carey Price in game two. And, um, so Barkley Goodrow carried it into the zone on a two-on-one, and then he passed a little too far in front of, um... Uh, Blake Coleman, but Blake Coleman is able to dive, and with also the defender diving to deflect it, I think he deflected it a bit, but not enough, and uh, he capitalized, and that was also a turning point in the game, not just a spectacular goal, because that was the game, too, that the Montreal Canadiens outshot, and I'd say outplayed them, but it was just a backbreaker of a goal.
0: Yeah, Let's move on to the best player best players of the Stanley Cup finals. Uh I did a top 5 for them. Um there are three um three Tampa Bay players and two Montreal. Let's start with number 5. I put Nick Suzuki. He was all over the ice during the series. He put up basically um a lot um, he put up the most points out of any Canadian um, and in the entire playoff run he had the eleventh most goals out of anyone, the eleventh most uh, assists out of anyone, and the seven most points out of anyone. That means he was number one on his team for everything.
1: Yeah, that's pretty good. And um, I heard that uh, some some fans are uh, comparing Suzuki to Patrice Bergeron. I think that's a bit of recency bias. Yeah. But um, I, as a Bruins fan, I do see him kind of comparing to David Krejci. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I
0: I think I see a little bit of the uh Bergeron actually to it yeah pack. exactly Coots K- or Bergeron yeah. I feel like he's a bit more of a Bergeron because of the points yeah but uh yeah, let's go into number four is Braden point wow, this guy was so prominent during this series, and he has been for the past few years, and, you know, every game they've been playing. But last year in the Stanley Cup Finals, he was just as present.
1: Yeah, and I was talking, I'm oh, sorry to interrupt you, but no. I was talking about uh, how, I think, uh, last episode, he matched his 14-goal uh, total of last playoffs, this playoffs, which is the uh, all-time record. Her. Yeah, and it's crazy because, um,
0: listen to this, I think he has the best, like, goals stat for these playoffs, because listen to this, he has the most goals overall, most game-winning goals, most shorthanded goals, and most power play goals. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Brayden right Point. I mean, he's he's doing everything out there for this team.
1: Yeah. Funny stat, I, uh, I thought it might have been maybe someone on the third line, like, Coleman Gord or Goudreau for the shorthanded one, but I guess it's point.
0: Yeah, I that's that's what it said on uh, on hockey reference, so you know, <laughs> I think that's a pretty credible source. Anyways, back down to number three. So we're in the top three players. I put Carey Price. Worked his heart out. Um, he he really has come back, and I think this year and last year, cause he was in a slump after his. Reign as being probably the best goaltender in the NHL for a while. He definitely slumped down. He was in a bit of a rough patch for a few years. But I think this season and last season, he proved he is still an elite goaltender. Yeah. And, um, yeah, especially in these playoffs, given that uh, here's some of his stats. He has the second most shots against and the second most saves, you know, because, I mean, wow. he did go to the finals. But, um, yeah, Carey Price. I mean, I'm very happy to see him back to his normal self, but, um, you know, he, n- nobody knows what could happen to him next. Yeah. That's foreshadowing an upcoming segment. But we should keep going on the best players in the Stanley Cup. Uh, I, I kind of did stats from the playoffs, but they are the only the players that were in the finals. Number two, Nikita Kucherov. The, I mean, you can't deny he is one of the best players in the past five years. Yeah. I mean, it started... I think when he was on the triplets line.
1: Triplets line. I
0: remember whatever happened in the triplets line, man. I think Kucherov just grew a lot more than the other two. He kinda yeah. he kinda grew out of being able to be on that kind of line. Yeah. And he moved up and then Johnson kinda stayed. Pilot might have moved up maybe a line. Yeah, I mean uh, I'd say Pilot's more like a second liner and then like Kouch I mean, not Kucherov. Um Johnson is a bit more of like a third liner.
1: Yeah, and uh, Johnson was on the fourth line for the Stanley Cup play- playoffs, while Pouliot was on the first line. But he's not he was not on the level. Yeah, yeah.
0: Of yeah, that's his... what I kind of meant. And number one player in the Stanley Cup Finals, Con Smythe winner, and definitely deserves it. Their goaltender of the Tampa Bay Lightning, Andre Vasilevsky. I love Vasilevsky. not as much as I love Price but I mean I have an Andre Vasilevsky shirt from when we went to Tampa the year before they uh they won the cup actually we went to Tampa um and they it was after they got eliminated in the first round yeah, we actually. Got, we
1: got clearance first round t shirts. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: he had like twenty nineteen playoffs go bolts t-shirts for like three bucks. And now we could we could wear those, you know, in these past two rounds and people will be like, Oh my god, you room for them in the playoffs, whatever. Yeah. But anyways, yes, his stats are absolutely insane. Listen to this, he was a consmith winner. Not only that, but listen to some of these stats. He had the most goalie games played, most goalie wins, most shots against, listen to this, and most saves. But listen to this. He had 699 shots faced wow. in the playoffs wow. and 655 saves. Wow. And that gave him the highest save percentage in the playoffs with a .937 save percentage. Yeah. He didn't actually have the highest um goals against. That was I mean the lowest goals against. That was Jack Campbell actually because he didn't really, you know he didn't yeah. play that much. But uh yeah, and he also had the most shutouts and most minutes. Yeah, that's I mean Andre Vasiliski all around definitely the number one player of the Stanley Cup finals. I agree. Now that we are moving on from the Stanley Cup Finals, you got all your news for that. Now, let's look into the future, or into the present, basically, um, and let's look at some trades.
1: So, um, these are uh, trades right before the roster freeze for the Se- Seattle Kraken. Um, I think it's uh, a bit of uh, mixing up for the getting your final protected lists in. So, J- Jason Dickinson of the uh, Dallas Stars were traded to the Vancouver Canucks for a 2021 third. And uh, Aiden Hill of the Arizona Coyotes was traded to the San Jose Sharks with a 2022 20, seventh. And Arizona gets Joseph Coronar and a 2022 second. And um, third trade Jared McCann goes to Toronto for Phil Palander. And a twenty 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 two seventh. So uh that was an interesting trade. Not not much, a prospect that won't really turn into much. And um and uh a seventh, which is probably a prospect that also won't turn into yeah. much for Jared I- McCann. And this is a very big trade. It was a three way trade involving the Philadelphia Flyers, the Nashville Predators, and the Vegas Golden Knights. The Philadelphia Flyers get Ryan Ellis, a defenseman from the Nashville Predators. Very happy about that one. Yeah. And Nashville gets um, Phil Myers from Philadelphia and Cody Glass from Vegas. They originally got Nolan Patrick um, from Philadelphia, which they dished to Vegas for Glass. So, yeah, Vegas gets Nolan Patrick, too. So, a big three-way trade. Um, it's an interesting one. Philly needed a defenseman. Yeah, and I
0: I was going to say... If Nolan didn't, if Nolan Patrick didn't get traded before the uh, before the expansion draft, and he was unprotected, which I'm guessing he would be, that's who I would like hope out of like him and like Voracek and who's the other one that was like top three for the Flyers that were gonna be unprotected? Uh, JVR. Yeah, and JVR. If if they had to pick out of those three, I would definitely want them to pick Patrick because I I I know people are like. You know, they see potential in him. Yeah. But I don't really see it after being a Flyers fan for a few years. I just think he's going to be a bust.
1: Yeah, I, he might turn into maybe uh, second line at most. I was going get...
0: to say third line at most. That's good. He was, what, fourth line on the Flyers? Yeah.
1: I mean, fresh start with Vegas, I think that at most. Yeah,
0: he can, if he can get over the concussions, then maybe, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, anyway... Another trade involving Vegas is Brett Howden going to the Vegas Golden Knights from the New York Rangers for defenseman Nick Desimone in a 2022 fourth. And, um, this is a, uh, this is a pretty weird trade. Andrew Ladd and two second round picks plus a third round pick for. Cap space! Absolutely nothing! <laughs> so, um, interesting trade where, uh, a player that doesn't play on a horrible contract um is dished off to a team that uh that just uh they can eat up his cap space but they wanted a few picks to uh just sweeten the deal up and um make them get him so yeah it just you know sometimes you got to free up that space somehow and get get a little bit of in return yeah And another trade is also a pretty interesting one. So Barkley Goudreau, who is a UFA this year, is traded to the New York Rangers for a 2022 seventh. So that um, seventh for Tampa Bay isn't much, Mm. but they weren't going to sign Barkley Goudreau. So at least they got something for him before uh, free agency. And um, New York Rangers, they actually traded for him because... Um I think that they may maybe had a deal in mind before uh before this trade and now they're I guess working it out maybe.
0: Yeah. All right, well thank you for going over those trades. Um next, let's go and see what play what are the top 10 players that will be exposed to Seattle for the expansion draft. Now, if anybody is not sure what's going on in the world of hockey right now, next season we the nhl will have the joy of bringing in another expansion team this one being the seattle kraken and uh like they did for vegas they're going to be doing an expansion draft where uh basically any player that isn't protected uh, like to like a certain number on each team can be picked by uh the kraken one per team so we're gonna be going over the top 10 best players that are exposed to seattle Let's start off with number 10 is a one of the you know best veteran defensemen right now who's been in the league for a long, long time, is longtime Calgary Flames player Mark Giordano. I'm very surprised they just they're gonna let him go. I mean his contract isn't amazing. But um, still, he's, he's a veteran on the team, and he is getting old, and his, his, as I said, his contract's not amazing. But I think that this could be a good pickup for the Kraken. Uh, I can kind of bang out 7, 8, and 9 all in one because they're all on the same team, the Lightning. So really, Seattle, if, you know, dra- draft... Uh, expansion draft wise, they can only really pick one of these guys. Yeah. Uh, and here are their three like I think best best choices for the Lightning, and they are at the seven, eight, and nine spots. Number nine, Andre Palat. Number eight, Alex Kalorn, and number seven, Yanni Gord. Yanni Gord is a very good young player on a decent contract. That that would be that would be a great pickup. Alex Kalorn is a bit of an older veteran, but he has proved that he can still he can still put up points. Uh, and Andre Palat, as we said earlier with the triple line, he started kind of out with them, and he has grown as a player, and I think he is not as good as Kucherov, but not as bad as Johnson.
1: Yeah, so, um, by the way, the protected lists go by, You can, NHL GMs and their staff can eat, have two choices, to either do eight players, which gives you more flexibility over the two uh, over the two positions and one goalie, or seven foot forwards and three defensemen and one goalie. So that's more players but less flexibility. Yeah. And um the uh Lightning chose uh the eight player thing so they could do four defensemen. Yeah. So um that meant that they can only protect four forwards, which made it uh with a superstar uh forward corpse like them, uh it's core. Core, sorry. <laughs> uh, they uh they had to give up a
0: at least some good players.
1: Yeah, but they don't have to give up all of so. them. Yeah, that's
0: a good thing. Uh, number six is Max Domi, who is on the Columbus Blue Jackets at the moment. I remember when he started off in the league uh, with Montreal.
1: No, he no it's Arizona. Arizona.
0: Arizona. And then he went to Montreal, sorry. I, for some reason, I thought he started with Montreal, but, no, it was Arizona. I think I even have a rookie card of him. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I remember when he came into the league, everyone was going to be like, oh, he's going to be just like his dad. But then they kind of looked at the draft stuff, and then they looked at how he was playing, and he was really definitely more skilled than his father yeah. in, um, in- playing hockey rather than boxing (laughs) but um anyways yeah he is going to be exposed and i think that one's definitely going to be a good pickup for them uh he's not necessarily a youngster in the league he's not a young gun but um he is he is he has he has a little bit of time in the league he's not a veteran but he's not a youngster he's He's not at his prime yet yeah exactly but, uh, yeah, Max Domi, definitely a good pickup. At number five is a very good pickup, in my opinion. I think even the Flyers could use him. Uh, Ryan Johansson of the Nashville Predators, who I really like personally as a player. He's a strong center man that could really do a lot for uh, the Kraken team. At number four, what a ride this guy's been on. P.K. Subban, currently a New Jersey Devil. Um, definitely his career just kind of it dipped
1: yeah
0: um he was insane at in montreal if you don't remember that i mean jeez that he was so good in montreal i sometimes i forget like how good his run was there and yeah. then he ended up getting injured and traded for shea weber he went to nashville did not have the same effect and ended up going to the Devils and he just he's didn't work there. So maybe he'll find light you know, light again on the Kraken, but you yeah. know, who knows? Uh next up at number three, Jordan Emberly of the Islanders. I think this is a prime pickup for the Kraken. Uh he's a great right winger. He's he's you know, he's been in the league a bit and I think that he still has potential to like do really, really yeah. good with the Kraken. It's not even a bad contract either. Oh no either. All right, and at number two, Vladimir Tarasenko. This was another one. that was like he was crazy when he was young, and yeah. he's still good now. Yeah. Um. I mean, he's not. He's not. He's not as good as he was, but he's still a valid pickup for them. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Vladimir Tarasenko, not on an amazing contract, but uh, I think the Kraken could. He. They could use him definitely.
1: Yeah, and I think that. Uh they probably would have protected him if he didn't uh request a trade and but uh if they pick up both of 2 and 3, Eberly and Tarasenko, yeah. Their forward down the right could be pretty targeted. Yeah, and then if they get a good right winger from the draft, you know.
0: Yeah. Their right wing could be very stacked. And at number 1, this one this one it's it's going to hit close to home for me. Not close to our home, but because I'm a Flyers fan, but I'm also a Canadiens fan. At number 1 is the legend himself who just went to the Stanley Cup final and was number 3 on our best players in the Stanley Cup final list is Carey Price. Yeah, wanted. man. I would I mm, I have so many memories with Carey Price. He's on the um, indescribable contract though. Yeah. But um I I'm looking at him right now. It's Carey Price Funko Pop. It's beautiful, but anyways, I I'd be sad to see him go off of Montreal. He's not on a very good contract, but I could definitely see Seattle, uh, picking him up. If not, I think they will pick up either uh, Bishop or Quick, someone yeah, who's on and- a bit of a better contract. I think the Bishop would be a really good pickup for yeah. them, honestly. Um, but yeah, Carey Price is number one it's- for obvious reasons. Just went to the finals. He had an amazing career. I'm not that it's over but you know he dipped a little bit but he's I feel like he's back up to um back to, back up to not his full height but definitely back up to height.
1: Yeah and um it's almost uh it's it's uh very um it's um it's, trying to find a word. Yeah, I'm almost um it's it's speculated to be almost sure that uh Chris Drieger from the Florida Panthers, is going to be selected. Mm. So I think that'd be one of their goalies. And, of course, they're probably looking at Bishop uh, and, uh, you know, Capo and a good prospect. Yeah. And also, uh, I think that Carey Price is kind of, with P.K. Subban, a really bad contract maybe. Either the Devils or the Canadians could like add a few to
0: take. If they did pick Subban and Price, we could see the fist bump come back. Yeah, that'd be that was another reason because there was a whole controversy about Subban getting traded. It was just because the management, like I think it was, what was it? The was it the coach that didn't like him? Yeah, the coach didn't like his attitude, his personality. The coach didn't like him, man. It was a coincidence that he got injured and ended up trading him. Brendan Gallagher. Fry oh didn't my like God! Him. Yeah. He got in fights with his own teammates, also, not not just in Montreal, but <laughs> also in New Jersey he got in more fights with his teammates so um but I th- he, he had a really good relationship with Carey Price, so I would like to see them back together, do you know the fist bump again, which the Montreal coach told him to stop doing because he didn 't like it. <laughs> But, yeah. Anyways, that was uh, our final episode of Season 2 of the Hockey Heads Podcast. I know it's, it wasn't as long as um as Season 1, but it was definitely as fun making it. Uh, I'm Lyle. I'm Julian. And we will see you next season, which will probably be in, like, two weeks. See you in the next one. See ya. See ya. We're the Hockey Heads. We talk about hockey. We talk about hockey